Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. But we're going to read in Hebrews 11. We're continuing on in a series called Redemption. And I'm talking a little bit about faith in redemption over the last few weeks. And it is warm in here. Is the AC off? The heat off? Let's turn the heat off. Because once I start preaching, it's going to get hotter in here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 is the famous verse that says, Write the vision, make it plain on the walls or on tablets so people who walk by can see it and they can catch the vision and they can run with the vision. Now, it's interesting when I was thinking about that verse, I was thinking about a lot of these uh, these speakers like uh, Les, Les Brown, is it? Les Brown and, you know, Tony Robbins, is it? And they have all these motivational speakers and success speakers and so forth. And they talk about this visualizing and writing the vision down and visualizing it, communicating the vision. Every CEO of every major Fortune 500 company, they talk a lot about vision and writing the vision. But all these principles actually come and originally came from the word of God. So it's amazing how much the enemy and his people, not that Les Brown's the enemy, he's a Christian, but how even the enemy's camp, they understand spiritual principles. And that's why a lot of times, like, uh, you see a lot of people who are against the Holy Spirit and against the works of God. The reason why they're against it is because they say, oh, that you could find that in Hinduism. Or you could find that in Buddhism or you find that in New Age. Oh, these passions are into New Age and Buddhism. And the only reason why you could find those parallels is not because the enemy originated these things. It's because the enemy copied those things. Do you hear me? The enemy copied meditation. And said, okay, meditate on this candle. Well, you know, he copied meditation and then said meditate on the candle where God originated meditation, but God said meditate on the word. Amen. So the enemy has no ability to create. He could only copy. And we should not be surprised when the enemy tries to copy something in his, in his kingdom. Amen. That's quite normal, but we should know that it comes from God and writing the vision and having a vision not only comes from God, but it is one of the quintessential things that we need in our lives if we're going to accomplish something great for God. Amen. Nobody accidentally stumbles into greatness, but they, 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 they work towards greatness. Amen. And it says in, in Habakkuk 2, write the vision Make it plain. The reason why a lot of us haven't written our visions is because we don't have a vision yet. Amen? If you can't say amen, say, oh, me. Amen. The reason why many of us haven't written our vision in our homes or, or whatever is because we don't have a vision. And what does the Bible say happens to people that don't have a vision? They perish. That word perish means they live without restraints. It's like a river that has no borders. A river with no borders is actually a swamp. And in a swamp, there is no life. There's only dead things in a swamp. So if you want to have a life... And if you want to have success, you need to have borders to that river. And that is called vision. 
without a vision, the people perish. So it's ridiculous for us to have a company without a vision. It's ridiculous to have a company or a business or a church or uh, something without a vision for your life, without a two-year plan or a five-year plan, without a goal in mind. Because if you don't have that, you will just, you will just exist day to day. God willing, you'll exist. By the God's grace, you'll exist. But without a vision, you'll never increase and you'll never get into the place of abundance that God's planned you to be in. So the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. So first you have to get a vision. Then you have to write the vision. So not only you can begin to meditate on it, but other people can also begin to catch your vision too. Amen. And then it says in the next verse in Habakkuk chapter 2, 4, he says that the just shall live by faith. And we see in the New Testament that verse is also quoted by one of the apostles saying the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. So there's a couple of things in that statement that's very significant. One of the things is that a righteous person or a just person should live by faith. If you're not living by faith, then you might not qualify as a biblical definition of somebody who is a just person. But the interesting thing is that just also means justified or justification or righteousness. So the interesting thing is that according to the word of God, that you are justified by your faith. So you're justified by your faith, and then those of faith are just. And the just will live by faith. So if you're just, you live by faith. But if you have faith, then you are just. Do you understand that? So the Bible says that Abraham believed God and that was accounted unto him as righteousness. So Abraham believing God was made just. And now that just person shall live by faith. So we see the starting point is not justification. The starting point is faith. Now, an interesting thing in the New Testament, it says that because we have this hope, we begin, we sanctify ourselves. Because of our hope, or because of our vision, or because of our faith, we sanctify ourselves. Some people don't want you talking and preaching and living by faith and doing faith things because they feel like you have the wrong objective, you have the wrong motives, your motives are not pure, they're selfish motives, you need to focus on walking with the Lord. But what they don't understand is that when you have a vision, and when you're living by faith and walking by faith, because of that hope, you begin to sanctify yourself. Amen. 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 The Bible says that even Jesus Christ, that for the joy that was set before him, there was no joy set before him. There was a cross set before him, right? So what was that talking about? This is Acts chapter 1. It was talking about the joy of what he could see by faith beyond the cross. So for the joy of what he could only see by faith, he was able to endure the cross. Amen. So the reason why many of us can't endure our cross is because we don't have faith in what God has at the other end of our cross. Do you hear me? Some of us just focus on our cross. Oh, you know, I don't like China or I don't like this this school or I hate this or I don't want... You know, or, or I, I hate going to the gym, that's the cross, I hate my job, you know, and we focus, excuse me, I forgot I'm mic'd, I'm wired, I, we're focused on the cross, we're not focused on the joy that comes after the cross. 
So that is faith. So because of Jesus's faith, he was able to endure the cross. Do you follow me? So faith not only caused Jesus to be able to endure and to consecrate himself and to go through what he had to go through and serve the Father with all of his spirit, soul, strength, and mind, but it also does the same thing for us. When we have a vision, when we have a goal, when we're believing God to do something with our lives, we do begin to sanctify ourselves and we do begin to endure our cross. For some of us, our cross... Right now, just may be not smoking. For another person, our cross might be implementing fasting in our lifestyle. So we're all at different levels of sanctification, but we are able to, to, we're able to get closer to God, make those sacrifices, and sanctify ourselves when we have a clear vision. But without a vision, we live without restraints. We live day to day. Amen? So it says here that it all begins with faith. The just shall live by faith, meaning it all begins with faith. Now, the secular definition of faith is do you, you know, believe in God or having a religion? But we have discovered here that faith does not mean a religion. Faith, we discovered, is, a, is actually a spiritual element. Like gravity is a natural element. Uh, oxygen, hydrogen are natural elements. Faith is a spiritual element. And if we know anything about the word of God, we know that the things of the spirit are more powerful and more real than things in the natural. That actually things in the spirit realm control, manage... And they override what is in the physical realm. Just like gravity holds things down, if you apply separate laws, such as the laws of thrust, lift, and drag, an uh, airplane can now break that natural law. The same thing with spiritual laws. Spiritual laws break and they, they, they create what we see in the natural world. Do you follow me? So faith is one of the... Thank you. Amen. I am. Hallelujah. And I've got to go fast, too. I'm there 20 minutes. Now 15. Amen. So faith is a spiritual element that manages, change, and manipulates natural law. Uh, Greg Gill was here last week. He told me a story about he had some uh, knee, no, back problems, and he was in so much pain, every year in pain, and he was going to get a surgery in his back. And he was, he was at a church, he was about to preach, and the pastor... Now, Greg Gill was probably having these back pains because he was, you know, 530 pounds, big overweight guy. Amen. Amen. So he was having these back pains. And well, he's lost 100 pounds this year. Praise God. Amen. And so he inspired me and I've, I've lost now 50 pounds th uh, this year. Amen. And this week has been like 15 pounds this week, something like that. All right. No, no, from real life. Yeah. But... but. <laughs> But because of faith, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm losing the weight because I have a chef cooking free food for me, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have a person, the owner of a gym, American Navy SEAL guy who's personally training me for free. And then I have a salsa dance teacher for free. I have all these, these different free blessings. I'm, I told my wife, we're living now with these blessings. I'm living, at least for this month, I'm living like a rich, multi-millionaire expat for free. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not spending anything. But I'm living the lifestyle of a multimillionaire here in Beijing. Amen. Amen. 
Only by faith. That's faith. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. I just can't believe it. I don't know anyone with these blessings. Right, honey? My sister always said to me, I don't know anybody. And she doesn't even know about this yet. But before, she said, I don't know anybody that has all the crazy things that happened to you. She said, it's just crazy. You know, I told you before, I had one guy who used to give me $3,000 a month. For one year, just gave me, he said, I just, you know, three, not even a Christian. He wasn't a Christian. He was $3,000 a month. And I had, of course, I told you about my Lexus and my suits and, you know, but we're lived by faith. We understand that with faith, you don't need money. Faith could bring into your life what money can't. Faith could bring into your life what guanxi, excuse me, faith could bring into your life what money can Faith can bring into your life what guanxi can. The fact is you don't need the money. You don't need the guanxi. You don't need to, the, the background, the pedigree, the degree. Faith qualifies the unqualified. That's right. Amen? So faith can do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why pastor always said. But faith can do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. You can have nothing. Go into the realm of faith that we discussed two weeks ago, the realm of faith, and can totally change every circumstance in your life. And God wants us to live by faith. Why? Because number one, it justifies us. Number two, living by faith sanctifies you. So people are so upset about faith people and faith preachers because they feel like they don't teach on holiness. They don't teach on purity. And they don't, because they don't, they say that because they don't understand when you're in faith believing God, you repent of your sins. Before you ask for your blessing, you come to God saying, God, forgive me of my sins. I messed up. Help me to dedicate you more. And God, I'm believing for this thing. I'm believing for my tuition. So the reason, the, hold on, let me say this. The reason why some people won't even become Christians is not because they don't believe in God, because they know that if they acknowledge God, they have to stop sleeping around. So they don't want to acknowledge God. They know that if they acknowledge God, they have to stop going to clubs, or stop cussing, smoking, drinking, and so forth. So they would rather not even Try to consider the acknowledgement of God because they know that they will then have to change their life. Mm. Now that's for an unbeliever. Yeah. But how much more does that work in our life as a believer? We know if we're believing for something, we better spend some time declaring the word of God. We know we better sow a seed towards it. We know that we better, you know, say no to that temptation because we're working on something. We're believing on something. We're in a zone. We're, you know, just like a boxer is training. I went to go see Manny Pacquiao, Senator Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines. And they said, sorry, you can't see him now because he has a fight coming November 8th. And he's training every day for the fight. So just like a trainer is training every day for a fight, when you're in the faith zone, you're sanctifying yourself and purifying yourself, and you're, you're going after God because of your faith, your faith goal. Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. Do you understand me? So God is saying that he wants us to live by faith. Because faith is what causes you to take God seriously, which causes you to take your relationship with God seriously. Amen. To stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. 
I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart, to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me and we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com and we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path, maybe help you find some local churches there online or something, or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening, and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God. Thank you for your time. We love you.